Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye. Today, we're going to be having uh, quite a few people on the line at one time. It's important that people hear about opportunities in terms of job training opportunities. And it's really important when you can hear about some of the op training opportunities actually pay a stipend to make sure that people can su succeed and survive while they learn. Uh, we have a number of folks with us today. We have a uh, John Birchie with the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services uh, Division. And uh, I'd like to have John go ahead and uh, introduce himself, take a couple of minutes and go right ahead, John. Hey, thank you, Reddy, and good morning <clears throat> to you and all. Um, I am John Bershey. I do work at the City of Seattle in the Purchasing and Contracting Division. And in this division, I'm on the Labor Equity Team. And so I'm the Job and Training Advisor there as we support the city's priority hire ordinance. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that later in the show. Okay. Uh, next we have, uh, I don't know if Pastor Wills is not on yet. Uh, has Louis Navarro joined us? If he hasn't, they will go to Andrea Ornelas, who is with um, a local, Laborers Local 242. She is assistant uh, 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 director for political action. So Andrea, go right ahead. Hi, everyone. I am Andrea with Labor Circle 242, Assistant Political Director. Um, as of right now, um, what that entails is interviewing candidates, um, seeing if they're a good fit for our union members and um, our agenda, what we have planned in the future. And I'll also outreach. So I um, get out to the members about volunteer opportunities and campaign events. Um, and that's a little about me uh, for right now. And I also um, graduated from a new pre-apprenticeship, which I will explain a little bit about later. Thank you very much, Andrea, very interesting. So Luis Navarro has joined us, Luis Navarro. Yes, hi, good afternoon. Uh, Luis Navarro, I'm the Director of Workforce Development for the Port of Seattle. And our work is to help the communities that help build so many of the facilities of the port, at the airport and in the maritime industry, get on their way to a, a family wage career. Okay. Uh, Augustine Sita, the uh, Vice President of the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle, Vice President of Operations. Go right ahead. Okay. Hi, everybody. Glad to be on and glad to see some familiar faces, too, I haven't seen in a while. But yeah, I work as the Vice President of Operations here at the Urban League. Uh, I'll be talking a little bit about our workforce department today, uh, but I pretty much have my hands in just about everything that goes on at the Urban League, including housing, workforce, and education, and there are a lot of opportunities available in all of those different departments. Thank you for having me, though. Yes, I'm sure the people are looking for opportunities. I'm glad to see you today myself. But uh, anyway, why don't we go and uh, until uh, uh, Pastor Willis gets on board, why don't we go with John Birchie, who is... Uh, I call him a training coordinator. John also is uh, the co-chair uh, of the Martin Luther King Holiday uh, Opportunity Fair uh, that saw a couple of years ago when we could have it, over 50 employers and unions come in to talk about opportunities. And uh, John does a uh, good job in terms of getting the word out and getting people engaged. So John Bershey with the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office. Uh, go right ahead, John, in more details. Yeah, thanks so much, Eddie. Um, 
that MLK event every year, uh, you should look out for it because I think we'll be back in person soon. Um, and that is a, a brainchild of Eddie's to add to our celebration on that day uh, when we're celebrating Dr. King to also make economic opportunities available to people that want to and can participate. That fits perfectly in line with the kind of work we do here at the city on the labor equity team in purchasing and contracting. The city has a priority hire ordinance and that ordinance is supported by the team that I work on under Anna Pavlik. Um, and what that is, is a community workforce agreement between the city and labor so that contractors that work on city projects must hire people of color, women, graduates from our pre-apprenticeship programs and residents who live locally in zip codes in Seattle and King County. Um, if you go to seattle.gov slash priority hire, you can see a copy of our most recent annual report. And I'll just highlight a few of those things so you understand what it is we do and the impact it's having specifically on the African-American community. Um, and one example is since priority hire started in 2015, the amount of um, African-American workers' hours have doubled on city projects. They were a meager 4% and have moved up to 8% of those hours so far. Um, apprentices who land on our city projects and our apprentices in Washington State in construction trades um, have doubled their entry-level wage in Washington State. And now apprentices of color average $35 an hour on in those jobs through um, labor and the partnership with the city. Um, just up to 2019, another example is 200,000 hours uh, worked each year by black, indigenous, and people of color in our projects. Um, and that number was more than doubled this year. 500,000 hours on our projects in 2020 were worked by people of color in our projects. And during that time then, um, for over $45 million of their earnings has come back to those communities here in Seattle and King County. So I just wanted to give you a big picture of it. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we invited Andrea Ornelas here today, because Andrea is someone who went to a pre-apprenticeship training program, learned what she needed to learn to become an apprentice in the industry, began working as an apprentice in the laborers union, earning these wages that we're talking about. Over the course of that time, she journeyed out, became a four-person on the job site, and has moved forward. And now she's actually been asked and has put in position of being the assistant political director for her union. So she's a perfect live example of how someone can get into these apprenticeship opportunities and build a career from there. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, John, John Bershey, that's a good segue to Andrea Ornelas. Uh, who uh, introduced herself already. So, Andrea, why don't you go right ahead and pick up for, of all those accolades and let our listeners know uh, how you came up through the ranks uh, to, uh, get, to assume your current position. Yes. So speaking of CWAs, which is why I love my position I'm in right now, is we are focusing on getting more community workforce agreements out there and on projects. Uh, we're behind the scenes. So I love that because I was a part of that. And I started with a new pre-apprenticeship. Um, and through that 12-week training program, I um, when I first started, I knew nothing about uh, laborers, anything in the field. 
Um, after choosing to be in the laborers, I did 6,000 hours of training time. Um, so, and that way I journeyed out after that. And right now, it's actually, the starting pay uh, actually went up to $24 now just to be an apprentice. And you'll get trained on the job and that's what I loved about it. So I did that. And um, in the meantime, while doing that, I would go back and volunteer at a new and um, I would mentor other um, women and persons at a new and let them know that there's more out there and um, you're going to be going on to the next level and um, what's probably going to happen during that transition. Um, I would also go to like middle schools, high schools, let them know about the trades. Um, it's not for everyone to go to college. Um, and I wish that was there for me. I wish there was someone to teach me about that. And um, during that time, I think that's when the union saw that I actually like to get out there and, and speak about um, the workplace. And so um, after in doing that, they asked me to be uh, assistant political director. And my job, seeing how hard I worked um, as when I was with, with Walsh for about five years, I worked with one company and um, they made me a labor foreman. And I did that uh, for about a year. And I actually got to have an all woman's crew by the end of my time, um, which is rare. And it was a blessing and everyone around us knew that we kicked butt and took names and um, kudos to those still going out there. I gotta let my daughter Angela know about you and that that episode. That, that's that, yeah, that's something to be repeated, uh, you know, in, a, in the public space. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, how can people um, get engaged? Now you're now with the labor, so you're doing the outreach. So uh, people can still contact you because we can make uh, your information public. Well, you're on Facebook already, so it is kind of public. Let's go to uh, uh, Luis Navarro. Once again, thank you, Eddie, for the chance to talk about this work that finally, finally, thanks to people like you, Eddie, uh, asking, demanding, and just uh, telling public agencies like the Port of Seattle to do the right thing. We're now in, in a space where our uh, executives and our elected officials have added resources internally to be able to do this work. And what is this work for in the Port of Seattle? It's joining forces with the city, joining forces with Sound Transit on creating more priority hire opportunities, more apprenticeship opportunities, and the, and the billions in construction happening in our respective agencies to make sure that those communities that have been uh, excluded in the past are now included in the right way. What is the right way? Helping them get on apprenticeship uh, programs by us, uh, public agencies financing, funding, pre-apprenticeship programs. And I am so glad that Augustine is here with the Urban League because we have a very strong uh, relationship, partnership with the Urban League to provide pre-apprenticeship opportunities for people of color, for, for the black community in particular through the Urban League so they know what could be out there for them. And Andrea is the great example. If we get a, a, 
a person of color in an pre-apprenticeship program and encourage them to continue and support them with what we call wraparound services. We provide them with tools, with clothes. We provide them with uh, trans public transportation just to make it to the class. And we provide them with one of the most important elements, what's called navigation and coaching. So they stay because in those first few weeks, it could be really difficult. And I know Augustine knows all about it, how important it is to feel supported. So the port is investing in various ways, um, millions of dollars in youth, uh, what we call the opportunity youth, people from 16 to 24 years old. How can we get them into the trades? And we do uh, several programs that uh, the Port of Seattle Commission has funded. We also have um, arrangements and, and partnerships with ANU. ANU is a great training organization, but we have a very particular emphasis, and that is people of color and women, not only to get them to the training, but to get to help them complete the training and put them on an apprenticeship towards the work, uh, uh, towards becoming journey workers three or four years later down the road and supporting them throughout. And I'm doing the same through my workforce development and aviation careers. There are some aviation careers that pay big money, becoming an aircraft mechanic, for example. And on the maritime side, becoming a technician for those brand new ships that are almost like an airplane to help them, uh, to help people of color and women, women enter maritime and be the future uh, captains and the future technicians in maritime. So we're going on all cylinders, Eddie. Well, that's good to hear, Luis. We're going to come back to you, but you um, introduced Augustine Sita, the Vice President of Operations for the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle. So Augustine, go right ahead and let the uh, listeners know exactly what the Urban League is doing to create opportunities and training for the people that's in need. Okay, and I'll do my best to keep it in the time frame because the truth is we're doing so much. It takes well, a help lot. yourself. We got we got about 40 more minutes, brother. So okay. help yourself. But first I want to say hi to uh, John Birch. I haven't seen him in a long time. Same thing with Louis Navarro. Uh, great to see you guys. Thank you for all your support over the years. And Andrea, congrats to you for the moves that you made. Uh, besides being a vice president of the Urban League, many people don't know I spent 30 plus years in the trades uh, myself. So I certainly understand what that looks like uh, working in the field. And for those who do know me today, they know part of me is still in the trades uh, on the weekends. So, but I, I've always uh, loved the trades. But yeah, the Urban League right now, I mean, there's a lot going on in workforce. We're still doing career bridge. Like everybody else, we survived the pandemic. Uh, those classes were going on via Zoom but we're finally doing our first in-person class. I believe it's the 19th of this month. I'm looking forward to it. And we've combined our career bridge uh, job readiness class with our construction trades class. Uh, Cause one of the most important parts like uh, Mr. Navarro mentioned was not just getting in the trades, but staying in the trades. Uh, I come from the trades uh, 30 plus years ago. I understand what that uh, good old boy system looks like. I understand the barriers that people face when they're trying to enter into those spaces. And so we've combined our construction program with our workforce program to do a lot more emphasis on coaching and mentoring and basically how to navigate that system once you get in it. 
And those programs both have uh, also have wraparound support services. That's always been important to the Urban League, at least since I've been here for eight years now. We always knew that getting somebody a job was one thing, but if you couldn't help them get stable, then they probably wouldn't last long in that job. Right? Someone who's worried about what I'm going to eat tonight, where I'm going to sleep, can't strategize on how they move forward in a career. And so we put a lot of emphasis on getting them stable uh, so that they can make those, so they can take advantage of those opportunities when they come about. And then we also have uh, a new digital literacy program uh, for folks getting into the workforce because we know how important it is to understand this tech space that we're all living in today. It's no longer an excuse to say, I don't do computers, right? You have to know computers. And so we've, we've always had an AWS class teaching people more high-tech stuff, but we decided to start a digital literacy class to help to sort of create steps to get up into those more, uh, more of the high-tech stuff in that industry. Uh, and then, of course, there's CBA. We call it Career Bridge Advantage. This is for folks who don't necessarily have the time to sit inside of a classroom, but just need to get to work right away. Or maybe be, or might be changing careers. Maybe just need a little help with updating their resume and connecting to employers. And so our team who work in CBA, their goal is to get you employed within 30 days. And we all know that the market right now is starving for workers. And in fact, the way we're looking at it is this is an opportunity. Number one, employers are finally paying some of them what they probably should have paid years ago. Uh, and number two, they're, they're dropping some of those barriers that they put up for people of color who want to get into the different fields. Right, because they need people bad, and now yeah, we don't care if you're black or Latino. Just come, yeah. please come work. Yes, and 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 we see it for what it is. But you know what, uh, Mr. Rye, we're going to take advantage of that because right. we know that once we get into those spaces, we shine. When they see that black genius, okay, then the question is, why didn't we do this a long time ago? Right, so we're we're taking full advantage of that, uh, and then we also have relicensing, which is supported by Sound Transit. Because uh, how do you get into trades without a license? It's very difficult, right? And so we have a, a relicensing program that helps people get connected. And just some of the other uh, topics I just want to share. And then uh, I see Pastor Willis is signing on. We've been working. I won't say the names right now, but we've been working with some key construction companies, huge construction companies, builders in Washington, uh, to support uh, building tiny homes for homeless and paying people between 15 to 70, $17 an hour to build those homes. Because uh, we know that when young people get their hands on tools and start doing that work, they can see firsthand if this is a good fit for them or not, right? They start getting those checks and then they really start saying, yeah. like you said, you're going to have a chance to come back and go elaborate a little bit uh, yeah. on that a little later. Because I also want to tie in MLK Gandhi with what you guys are doing, because we're ready to kick something off too at a higher level. But uh, Pastor uh, Lawrence Ricky Willis has joined us uh, from Love to You, uh, Love to You, Love to, uh, a pre-apprenticeship program out in Kent. So Pastor Willis, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest. Uh, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know uh, who you are and what you're doing? And I think you know most of the people on the screen here. 
Uh, good afternoon, uh, everyone. Um, good to see everybody. Uh, <clears throat> Love to stands for lending our voluntary efforts to others. And uh, as you know, uh, construction is, is booming, but we want to be able to get our young people, young men and women involved in construction and give them the uh, training that they need to be successful on the projects. So what uh, Love To does, we're doing a, a five week boot camp. Uh, we have a nice location in, in Kent. Um, the address um, is uh, 20, it's uh, 20730 72nd Avenue uh, in Kent. And also we'll, we'll, we're building tiny houses in conjunction with Lehigh and um, the uh, villages that will be coming on board with the city of Seattle. There's a lot of locations that we're looking at setting up villages and also working with the uh, apartments that are coming on board for the homeless so we can remodel the apartments, you know, get some experience with doors, hardware, uh, plumbing and electrical. So it's a lot of great uh, work that's going on in the community. And, um, the name of the program again, Pastor Willis? It's Love To, Lending Our Voluntary Efforts to Others, Pre-Apprenticeship Boot Camp. And good to see you, Louise. We, we're partnering with uh, the port, also with John in the city. And so great work is going on out there. Well, that's good to hear. I knew that Love To had meant something. Lending <laughs> Our Voluntary Efforts to Others. To others, yes, sir. <laughs> okay, all right. <clears throat> so I'll tell you what, uh, uh, let's go back to Andrea. And Andrea, why don't you talk about how you're working with all these other folks out of the laborers uh, local? Well, um, how I'm working with the city is that what you're asking? I, I'm just saying, how, how do you how do you how do you interface? Because you came through the the program, you know what it's about, you know what the challenges and stuff are. So I was just trying to figure out. How, in your position, how do you work with others? Are you strictly doing policy to make sure the rules and laws and regulations are right for the workers? So, yeah, we're behind the scenes uh, making sure that, or also we have our BA agents, but we're out there um, just getting like pre-apprenticeships going. Like there's one in Federal Way at Federal Way High School now. It'll be starting this September. And the students there uh, will be able to uh, work and learn about the trades uh, in that pre-apprenticeship. Um, and also we have, Well, I'll tell you what, Andrea, while you do that, uh, Eric, well, I'm gonna take a quick, a quick break and we're gonna take about a two and a half, three minute break and we'll come back. And then uh, we can uh, get rolling again on information we haven't disclosed. So, Andre, we'll come back to you after the break. Okay. So take the break and we'll come back. Everybody stay tuned. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. 
Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Eddie Ryan back with James Brown and my guests this afternoon talking about opportunities and information you can use to better yourself, your life, your son, your daughter, a friend or relative who might be looking for a well-paying job and the training is available. And you, with Pastor Willis, you can get stipends while you get trained. There might be some pro- other programs like that. But before we went to the break, we were talking to Andrea, and she was going to segue off to John Birchie because they worked together from the time, I guess, she first got started. So, Andrea, I'm going to you first. If you want to defer to John, you can. John, you want to uh, kick it off? Uh, you know, the only reason I was going to is because uh, I think the viewers out there need to know a little bit about Andrea Ornelas. Um, you know, there are not many workers or people like Andrea. So if you're out there and you find yourself interested in career, you know, this career trades, um, getting involved in construction, women and men both are welcome and needed. And because of our public works projects um, and the requirements on those because of priority hire, um, that gives priority to women and people of color. So Andrea Ornelas is someone who found out about a pre-apprenticeship training program, was never in the industry before, and in the course of a few short years has got herself into a leadership position in her union. So she's kind of an example to show people how possible it is. And one of the ways she started doing that was by giving back. As a brand new pre-apprenticeship, pre-apprentice, not even an apprentice earning money yet, um, we connected together. And as an early apprentice, Andrea would come with me and we would co-host together at different career events, speak to high school students, speak at community events just to outreach and let people know about these careers. And because Andrea is just that kind of person, she invests herself in her own career, but she's always reaching back to make sure other people know um, about these careers and how they can get into them. So take it from there, Andrea, because you're the example of this from the inside out. Thanks, John. Yes. So as John was saying, um, I had no, no skills at all. Um, And when you become an apprentice, you do not have to stay um, in construction. Um, And there are going to be barriers. I want to tell you that right now, there will be barriers. And right now, I am working with a new on the ambassador ambassador program called Rise Up. 
And we're there to mentor people, uh, contractors, and let them know um, how to uh, keep personnel on the job and how to break down those barriers. Um, uh, there's six different uh, tools and we give up the resources to those contractors and that program. And if you have any questions about that, you can contact an, um, a new um, at riseup.org if you have any questions. And um, before I was um, cut off during uh, an earlier um, engagement, I wanted to give a shout out to Jamie Beath. Uh, she's an apprentice, apprenticeship coordinator uh, for Labor's Local 242. Um, her phone number is 206-424-2770. Um, if you ever want to do a career swap or change, um, just try it out. See if you like it, do Hell Week maybe. Um, and there's always gonna be support systems there. Um, you can contact me if you um, have any questions or concerns. Uh, my phone number is 206-460-3098. I will gladly pick up my phone to help anyone out and get you going because I needed this help that um, is out there right now. And we're trying to get it, get the word out that you don't have to go to college. You can support your family. You can get a pension. You can have health care benefits. And you don't have to have debt to go with it. So that's a, that's it for me. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. Now, there are other partnerships that Luis Navarro from the Port of Seattle is engaged with, with people on the call. So, Luis, why don't you go into that and talk about what you're, the Port of Seattle is doing with these community-based organizations and well, other government entities, I should say. Great. Well, we are we're working on several programs. There is one in particular, two I'm going to talk one is a relationship we've, we've formed with the city of Seattle and Sound Transit, whereby the three agencies came together with a $1.7 million fund to support, in particular, uh, communities of color, uh, individuals in the community that had some uh, engagements with the justice system. We call them justice-involved individuals that maybe they weren't in jail per se, but they had some... some uh, some legal issues, and those are individuals that might just need a little support to get them on a trades career. Mm -hmm. So working with the city and working with Sound Transit, we are the uh, sound, uh, the city of Seattle is managing the contracts. We're all contributing dollars to it, and working with organizations like the Urban League, uh, Seattle Central College, to level up tribes of Washington, the Pacific Northwest Iron Workers and a new and other organizations that work with clients, we've asked those organizations to, in particular, uh, reach out to those individuals that are, are justice involved. And I, I don't know if Pastor Willis is working with any of those organizations in this particular program, but I know one that he is working with, and I'm so glad he's on the call. The Port of Seattle Commission, in addition to those funds, uh, the Port of Seattle Commission approved $2 million for this year for youth opportunity, a youth opportunity initiative. And that's for youth ages 16 to 24, again, to help youth of color and, 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 and young women get into the trades and helping them get into an, in, into an, a pre-apprenticeship program, very targeted to those communities. And I know Pastor Willis has been uh, participating in last year and he's gonna participate again this year but the Port of Seattle Commission is committed this year 
$2 million last year, a million and a half dollars for youth engagement because during COVID, some of the youth and the households were the only breadwinners, were the only breadwinners. And given youth employment opportunities became a way for the family to have some money and some food on the table. So, so we're very proud to collaborate again with, with the Urban League and other organizations to help those communities that are the most impacted by, uh, by COVID-19 in particular. So I don't know if Pastor well, Willis wants to- Yeah, say Pastor something. Willis, why don't you take it from there and let us know what you did with it? Yes, I, I want to commend the, the port and, and all the work that they're doing and adding more funds this year um, towards our youth because we know last year uh, during COVID in the summer, we had a lot of uh, uh, youth that were, it was, it was very violent last summer. It was a lot of shootings, a lot of things that were going on. And we wanted to get the, uh, the youth engaged into something that was positive, something that can divert them from out, you know, being out in the in the community involved with any um, dangerous activities. And so when uh, the port signed on um, with us to partner and uh, get get the youth uh, engaged, it was just an awesome opportunity. And so I want to commend them again. And then also we know when uh, young people are getting trained, uh, they, they will need resources to be able to help them as they're going through the training. And so having the stipends to be able to pay uh, them the, to get a training and to get an education, develop skills that can really accelerate um, their opportunity of, of um, engaging uh, in construction. Construction is adding um, with their with the benefit package, with their retirement and pension, with their wage scales. It's above living wage to where they can really support themselves and their families. So I, I just thank them and the city um, because the city has been doing it quite a while as well. And I've been partnering with the city and Sound Transit, um, also Watch Dot and King County. So all those collaborating um, organizations um, has really benefited the community in build, building up our young men and women, especially uh, women, men and women of color to be able to get into the trades. And also the trades are partnering as well to fill that pipeline because so many of them are aging out. And so we want to be able to, you know, fill that pipeline with men and women of color to have a really diverse workforce when we go out there uh, in the trades. And, you know, uh, I'm old enough to be one of the people with Tyree Scott when we closed down a whole bunch of construction jobs uh, because the building trade unions would not let blacks in and uh, quite a few, I remember Sam Martinez and Roberto Maestas, uh, Juan Boca Negra, and the students from Mecha at University of Washington with the Black Student Union came out and closed all the jobs down. And out of that came a collaborative effort. So we ended up supporting the occupation of Beacon Hill School, which is now in Central de la Raza. So that's what happens when people come together and work together. But I know Augustine had a whole bunch to say, and they have a lot of programs. I want to make sure I told him I'd give him an opportunity because the people need help, brother. So uh, what else do you have to put on the table for us? Yeah, I think what I was saying earlier, uh, and Pastor Willis just touched on it too, the trades are reaching out. I mean, we've gotten, I've been having meetings over the last couple of months with some major construction companies out here like Anderson, PCL, who actually want to get involved and help direct that 
make that a, a pipeline for people to get into the trades. Like even if they're running into barriers in the unions, the companies are taking them right, like straight on kind of like Andrea worked with Walsh. And so they're reaching out. He's right. They are aging out. Uh, and you know, the time is coming gone from, uh, well, I won't say it's gone, but the time of, uh, like you just described, Mr. Rye, those days are over and it's time to get people of color in the trades and they're being very intentional in their efforts to do so. But I definitely wanted to mention I did, before we ran out of time, you know, besides all of the workforce programs, I'm sure you're all aware that effective today, the rent moratorium has ended uh, and there are going to be a lot of people in a lot of hurt and pain over these next few months. And the Urban League has been working with United Way uh, and other organizations to provide rental assistance uh, for people who have basically could not pay rent from February of 2020 to July of 3031. And I can't emphasize how many calls are coming in, uh, how many people are in need, but I wanna make sure people know that the Urban League is one of the organizations that is doing this direct rental assistance. We've had to bring on a staff of 15 to 20 people because the, the, the need is so enormous just to process all these people coming through. And so for the people who you, you're getting involved in work, I'm sure they come from families who are affected by this pandemic and wanted you guys to know that that is available and is happening uh, on time. In fact, our offices are closed next week, but none of them will be off. They're working straight through because uh, the applications are just coming through from morning to evening for people who need rental assistance. Great work. We can't, we can't hear you, Eddie. You know, because I was muted. <laughs> but Augustine, can you provide the listeners who might know someone or might be in need themselves the contact information for the Urban League where they can get that assistance? Yeah, yeah. So the phone number for the Urban League is 206 461 three, seven, nine, two. They can also go on our website uh, and find all the information for all of our programs, whether it's housing, education, or workforce, they're all on our website, including uh, links to applications on signing in if they can't make it into our office. But for, but just call down here. There's a team of people we're working in Seattle. We're working in Tequila now who are taking applications all day, every day. Okay, John, Virgie? Yes, sir. Thanks for thanks for that call out. And um, Augustine, I appreciate um, all that information and calling our attention to that. Um, and what you brought up earlier about people of color in the industry and women in the industry and the moves we're making. So for number one, if you are one of those people and you're concerned about, you know, the place you're staying or wages or your job, um, just another little example of what we learned at the city in this last year is that right now the average annual income of working citizens in the Seattle area is $41,000. The average annual income of workers on our city projects is $82,000. You can get paid real money that's connected to a pension and real benefits in these trades. And if you are a woman or if you are people of color and you're listening now, um, we need you on these job sites. We have this priority hire ordinance that can help you get through to one of these careers and land and will support you on the way as all these guys have been saying earlier. So two things, one, there's a guidebook out 
and this guidebook will explain to you everything you need to know about pre-apprenticeship and apprenticeship and how to get into the industry and how much uh, you would get paid and how to apply. So you can go to seattle.gov slash priority hire and find out all the information about the work we do as well as have access to this online guidebook. Um, or you can call me and I will personally help you get connected to these training programs and these wages. Again, it's John Bershey at the City of Seattle, 206-512-9737. And understand, right, the reason that we're here is what Eddie and Augustine have brought up before. If it weren't for Tyree Scott, uh, African-American electrician back in the day, Elwood Evans, Michael Wu, all these folks from the community out there or really has what pushed the city and public agencies and labor to make sure there's room and space for our community on these projects. I gotta say Harley Bird, Milton Jefferson, and all those folks, they were there. They were, and there were a lot of ladies there too. I wanna to let you know that. But uh, Eric and I, we need to take a quick break and come back and we'll have about 10 or 12 minutes left. So anybody that get a chance to make any remark, raise your hands and you will be acknowledged. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Linklight Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Linklight Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Linklight Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, Eddie Rye back at Urban Forum Northwest with my guests, John Birchie, Andrea Ornelas, Augustine Sita, Luis Navarro, and Pastor Lawrence Ricky Willis. And, uh, uh, Lauren, uh, Pastor Willis had some uh, some information he wanted to dispense with. And then you guys mentioned federal way. And I got to say, you have an outstanding state representative in federal way by the name of Representative Jesse Johnson. Make yeah. sure you include him in whatever you do. The brother is live and real. And he passed uh, some uh, police reform legislation this year. The Congresswoman Karen Bass heard him on Urban Forum Northwest. She came on after she said, 
please have that state representative send me a copy of his his bills. We need to see that back in Washington, D.C. So go ahead, Pastor Willis, and uh, make your announcement. All right. Thank you, Eddie and everyone. We're on this, uh, on July the 10th, we will be holding an event at Rainier Beach Community Center. And so it's an outreach uh, event. It's called Unity in the Community. And so we would love to have uh, all of you come out, support us. We have uh, booths available. It's free. We're going to have food that's going to be uh, there as well. And so please be with us uh, July 10th at Rainier Beach Community Center. We'll be right out there in, in the front in the, in the, uh, the uh, front area on Rainier and Henderson. So please come out. We're going to have a lot of uh, organizations, trades. We'll have pre-apprenticeship programs. So if you have information that you want to get out to the community, please come out. We will start at 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock on uh, that Saturday, July 10th. And following that, we have a program starting up uh, on July the 19th at our Kent location. Um, we have slots, we have maybe five slots left and would love to uh, uh, partner with um, all of your organization and then also get your information out of what you're doing because more information out, more that we have to uh, let the community know what we're doing is, is better. So I just want to we'll, we'll announce this again. Pastor, we'll announce this again next week too about those events. Now, okay. Uh, oh, in the address, I, in, in, the, in the address, if you'd like to know the Kent location address again is 20730 72nd Avenue, Kent, Washington. And, and we'll announce that next uh, next week as well. Now, okay. did someone else have a point they wanted to make? Was that uh, uh, was that Luis Navarro? Go right ahead, Luis. Yeah, something that is uh, that Andrea mentioned, uh, construction is not for everyone. We know that, but it is for a lot of people. And for women in particular, one of the areas we are paying attention to is what's happening on the job site when women and, and, and men of color enter uh, the job site. Are, are those places safe for women? Are those places respectable? for women and the rise up program that andrea mentioned by a new uh, tries to work on that very issue how can we make those work sites construction work sites more respectable and at the port of seattle we're following what we call the culture of care and making sure that every contractor signs a pledge that the work site will be respectable and absent of harassment hazing and discrimination and racism and we're going to be paying more attention as we go uh, into uh, the construction months because we want to know what's happening to women. We're working to get more women into the trades and more people of color, but we want them to stay in the trades, not to leave because they, they suffered racism. So I don't know if Andrea has any something to say about that, but we're paying close attention to that as well, Eddie. And, well, and please, thank you for bringing that, that up. We have the Culture of Care Week is coming up in July. So July, I believe that week will be the 27th through the 30th of July is the Culture of Care Week, and they'll be having activities. So I wanted to say that when you uh, brought that up. Thank you, Louise. Augustine, do you have uh, any comments you'd like to make? No, no. Unless I wanted to hear uh, from Andrea and... Uh, uh, just you know how to get in touch with the Urban League. I'll just say the number one more time: two zero six 
461-3792 or just Google Urban League Seattle and you'll find our website and you'll get all the information you need. But go ahead, Andrea. Quickly before we um, have to get off, um, I want to say that every day I'm in the office, I hear um, our agents saying we don't have enough apprentices. We don't have enough journeymen. So there's work out there. If anyone is saying there's not, that is not correct. Um, and also, there's going to be mentors out on the job site. You can also ask someone to be your mentor. I've been asked to be a mentor. So I actually have been mentoring someone um, and it's going pretty good. And I took someone else under my wing. And when I left to become an assistant political director, I gave her my spot. I literally said to my, and this is what happens when you work hard and you're dedicated, they give you, you, you be, you have so much, um, I, what do I want to say? Um, people just, they think that, you know, you're, you're a good person. You're going to do what needs to be done. Your work is resilient. Um, so they were like, who do you want to be a foreman? And I said, I want this person to be a foreman. And they took her. So now there's another woman in my position as a forewoman. And everyone is ecstatic about that because it's not, you don't, it's not often you see four women out there. And we want to see more four women out there. I want to see more women out there. Um, so if you need uh, any guidance at all, please, here's my phone number again. Don't hesitate. 206-460-3098. It's Andrea or Nellis. I can get you uh, to the right person or people and we can get you, get started. Let's get a career change. That's great, Andrea. Thank you very much, because I have a daughter, too, that's in the struggle, so I know exactly what you're dealing with. Uh, is anybody else got anything they would like to say in closing? Uh, Augustine? Okay, there it is. Yeah, just uh, remember, uh, the moratorium is over, uh, and landlords are going to be out there. Uh, there. There are rules that they have to follow before they can evict you, but we know that there are a lot of landlords have have already been breaking those rules when there was a moratorium. So you can only imagine what it's gonna be like now. Uh, please come down or contact the Urban League for our rental assistance program. We don't wanna increase the homeless problem that we already have with hardworking people. Thank you, Augustine. That's very much appreciated. I know that uh, Linda Taylor and that housing department does an outstanding job. They're known throughout the state, but they did outstanding work. Uh, Luis Navarro. No, I think I have um, shared as much as I can, but there are jobs opening up at the airport. The airport is open for business. There are opportunities to work as employees at the airport and also in construction, of course, but also as a small business owner. There are also programs at the Port of Seattle and other agencies for small business opportunities, as well as in the concessions program at SeaTac Airport. And Eddie knows a lot about that as well. And thank you, Eddie, for everything you've done and continue to do. We, we could not be here without people like yourself doing this work. Thank you very much, Louis. Uh, John Bertie. Yes, sir. I, I guess my last reminder to if you're out there and you're listening right now or you know somebody that's not listening that you need to connect to and you have any interest at all in a construction career and getting paid these kind of wages we're talking about that also come with a pension. So you got a retirement and benefits for you and your family. Um, these are real jobs and there are several apprenticeships right now. 
um, with openings um, to jump into their training camps. And within a month, you could be in a construction career like this. Um, and if that's you and you need any help at all with that, or you have a cousin or uncle or brother or sister, um, please give me a call and I will help you make that connection. Again, it's John Bershey, City of Seattle, 206-512-9737. Appreciate you, Eddie. Thank you again, Augustine, Luis, Andrea, and Pastor Willis. Great working with you all. Okay, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank John Bershey, the City of Seattle, Reverend uh, Lawrence Willis, uh, love to you. Love, let opportunities, let, <laughs> do it again, volunteer. Letting our, all, <laughs> letting our volunteer efforts other. Just say okay. love, love to. Okay, love to. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to remember from now on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Luis Navarro, the Port of Seattle, Andre Ornelas, from Local 242, the Assistant Political Director, Augustine Cena, who is uh, Vice President of Operations of the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle. And I also want to thank the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office, Liz Alzier, Mark and Jesse down there, Sound Transit with Leslie Jones and Joan A. Robinson, the Civil Rights Chief, the Port of Seattle with the Diversity Contracting Office with me and Rice, Stephanie Ogle does my technology. Boy, when she's out of town, I'm in trouble. Uh, also, Concourse Concession, David Fukuhara uh, out of SeaTac, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC with the two Desert Storm veterans. That's uh, Jerry Whitsitt and Rod O'Neill. They own the Africa Lounge and, and the Mountain Bar. And I know they wish the SeaTac looked like LAX, but it doesn't yet. But hopefully things will pick up, especially with the, uh, the opening up. The last shout out is a, uh, my lifelong friend. Uh, his wife passed away, and it's Billy Burns. A lot of people knew in the city. His wife, Noreen Bond Burns, passed away last week. I will keep you apprised of uh, uh, the arrangements as they, as they come forward. So once again, you guys keep up the good work. Uh, we have to do this again. If you have anything new that's coming up that can help people, please let me know. I'll get it out there. Pastor Willis got another event coming up. We're going to make sure you get you back on. Please feel free to call on me if you guys have anything coming up. I'm into helping people too, which I've been doing all my life. So uh, we'll use this platform to make sure the word gets out. Thanks very much. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. And I pray for clouds and it works. In Seattle. Good to see everybody.